Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. And Sandown's Jason Adams is with us to talk Greyhound Racing. How are things, Jase? Good afternoon, Nudge. Things are well, and tell you what, I'm running on a bit of adrenaline at the moment because we've had some impressive trialers go around here at Sandown Park. We'll get to who they are shortly. Um, but as always, some group racing around. The uh, one con- country uh, cup under our belt last weekend, and of course, uh, action heads over to the west this week. Well, let's talk a little bit about that country cup. It was the Horsham Cup, and it was won by Orson Allen. It was, and they're just calling him Orson or Allen at the moment because he has been exactly that, awesome. And Luke Humphreys, who described him as that in the call on Saturday night, 18-year-old Luke Humphreys, was a great call from him. And he's just turning into an absolute pro of the sprinting ranks. He's Orson Allen. And I mentioned quite a few weeks back that the Wheeler camp has compared him to another greyhound they had who just battled to break through for a group win. But once they did... The rest of them just come like a snowball, and it looks like that's going to happen for Orson now. now. He's his third group win, his second country cup, and now he's collected over $300,000 in prize money. So continues to build such an imposing record, and I think an important part about the way he won was he didn't lead the race. We've seen him in races of the past where he's led and won, but not often has he come from behind the win. We saw him doing the Australian sprint. He's done it again in the Horsham Cup on Saturday night. I know for sure that's something the Kennel's pretty proud of. I spoke with Joe Briffer. Uh, after the win on Saturday night, and he said that. He said, now he's starting to come from behind. It is a bit scary because he's still young. He doesn't turn three until May of this year. So he's just about halfway through his career, and, and Corey Grenfell and Sam Ferguson have done a, a terrific job uh, with him at so far this stage in his career. In terms of what he does now, he goes to Perth this weekend for the Perth Cup heat, and you'd reckon uh, he's, he's going to be something to be beaten there. He's a dollar forty in his heat in heat number one. We'll get to the rest of him shortly, but no doubt he he goes to a track that he never seen before. But you'd reckon the class that he's carrying in the moment is certainly not going to be a, a knock on him. He, he's going to be hard to beat, and especially after what he's done recently with a Horsham Cup win, breaking the track record, mind you. So he's flying at the moment, uh, and no doubt he's uh, he's going to be a power. Uh, in this Saturday night's heats of the Perth Cup. That's for sure. Um, yeah, you alluded to the fact that we do have those heats of the Perth Cup this Saturday night, and um, this is always a, a race which has got a heck of a lot of Victorian interest in particular who make that that trip across. It's a, a bit of a, an ask to, to go across to Perth, and also, also the weather obviously is a, a real key, but we're really looking forward to seeing these heats. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be good. And look, in the past few years, if we haven't seen them as strong as what they were prior to that, but I think this time around we do see some strength with some of the biggest stars here in Victoria head over. One thing I am a little bit surprised about is we don't see any runners in here with the name Shona Thompson attached to their name. Of course, Poke the Bear won here at Sandown Park last Thursday night, and Black Open was pretty tough in defeat as well, so I'm surprised not to see them engaged, but nonetheless, we've got a, a ripping few heats ahead of us, and we'll dig into them after this next to the Meadows. Definitely. Well, they are heading to the boxes there for race two, so let's head back trackside. Okay, thanks, Nadia. Race number two on the card. Greyhounds are at the starting point. There's only two on the market here. Four Lost Property, which is a first starter for Gatano Rossin by Barcia Baum. $1.80 fixed odds and two forty number two Olsen Baum by Terenza Baum, trained by Sam Grenfell. Then uh, you're getting out in the market at six fifty number three Neptune Allen. It's out the gate. All the others... First on the card, numbers were 2, 8, 3 and 6, 9 lengths of winning margin, 30.032 the time after a steady 5.20 down to the post the first time. So the box is race number two. Once again, owners and trainers, you've got to 1 o'clock this afternoon to nominate for Saturday night's program here at the Meadows. Interesting runner here later on over the 700 metres today, race number nine. 
Shining, number two, is a first start of Barbarcia Bar from Sticker Silas, drawn by Vince Chilio. So we get first start over the uh, first start in a race over 725 metres this afternoon, Shining, number two. So uh, that's certainly uh, creating a lot of interest here today as they uh, prepare to move in now for race number two. So four and two, two and four of the two they fancy here. Getting set now, race two, moving up. A Lonely Girl in one, Neptune Allen three, figure eight, five. Hello, Bale. In box number seven, box eight, vacant here. So two and four, the favourites getting set. In fact, they, they're ready to go. Green light, already set. Racing. Lost property jump okay. Got a squeeze after the start. Away fast. A lonely girl led. Tackled by Olsen Bale very quickly. And then came Neptune Allen. Lost property in the centre. They jam into the first turn there. Getting right through on the inside. Errolo Bale took the lead down the back straight. And Errolo Bale spreaded away. Six lengths in front. Over figure eight. Followed by Neptune Allen. Then Olsen Bale followed by Lost property. Going around the there. Hey lonely girl. But well back. Checked and almost down. Lady Oracle turning for home though. It's got a nice break in the lead. Rollo Bale. It's clear. Figure eight starting to make some ground. Rollo Bale clear to win it. Figure eight second, getting up for third, Neptune Allen, followed by Olsen Bale, gap then to Lost Property, followed further back by Hey Lonely Girl, and back at the tail of the field would have been Lady Oracle, and the time race two, showing around 30 and 91. Steady 30 and 91 here for race number two. Judges numbers, it'll be number seven, Errolo Bale, the winner here, grown by Terenza Bale from Kristen Bale, Janice Wheeler, Andrea Daly, should pay about $38 for a win. It's about a $71 chance on fixed odds, about $38 and $15.50. Number seven, Errol Bale, the winner here by Terenza Bale from Kristen Bale, Janice Wheeler, Andrea Daly. Second goes to five, that's figure eight, Joe Zeri. Third, number three, Neptune Allen, Andrea Daly. And fourth, number two, Olsen Bale. 5.25, 18.51, 30 and 90, home in 12.39. One length winning margin, three quarters of a length between second and third, the time was 30.90 here on race two, seven, five, three, and two. So Skinner here, Rollo Bale, number seven, the winner, is going to pay about $38. Standing by for totes, the next on the card, race three, take out six, Missy Bale, a field of seven to run. And the one late scratching for the program here today was in race 10, number eight, Black Rose, Texas, race 10, number eight. Totes on race two, totes. Rollo Bale, the winner, paid 38 even and 15.50. Five figure eight, six twenty a place, no third. Quinella in a moment. Now there's the first for a jackpot, 137. Just waiting for these other toasts to come back on the screen. Thirty-eight dollars and fifteen fifty. Six twenty, no third. Quinella sixty-six ninety, exact to seven hundred and eighty-nine. Trifecta, 1,932, first four, 7,345, 73.60, the first double on the numbers two and seven. So race two, it's one length by three quarters, 30.90 the time, and across the line, race two, the Meadows, 7,532. Okay, thank you very much for that, Ron. We are with Jason Adams. We're about to talk about the Perth Cup heats this Saturday night, Jace. Yeah, six of those, and they are all pretty strong. We just touched on Orson Allen and how good he was in the Horsham Cup last Saturday night. He is the headline act in heat number one. He's opened up a dollar forty with cats.com.au, and you wouldn't argue with that price at all, apart from maybe the greyhound who goes in the box number one, not available. He's at $3.50, and his record from the red draw is absolutely outstanding. Heat two, we see Donna Patty, another short price favourite at $1.40. Of course, she comes off the back of her Australian Cup win. She had a start at Cannington. So I'll look at the track last Saturday night where she went very well. She went 
56. They don't often go much quicker than that uh, around Perth Premier Track. Heat number three, Miss Flindemiro, is in the is in the red at a dollar eighty, and uh, another one that you, you'd be hard pressed to find an argument that says you shouldn't be at that price. But as well, Campini. Now he's a, a really star uh, sprinter over there in Perth. He's at three dollars twenty, but jumped in the awkward draw in box number five. Heat four, we see West on Augie, of course, the national sprint champion. Um, last August here at Standown, and he's opened dollar forty. He's arguably the best sprinter in WA, and hopefully he can get through to the finals. There's no doubt he'll have the whole of Western Australia behind him. Fifth heat, we see Quick Jagger drop back in distance, which is something we've seen him do time to time, but not for a while. So interesting to see that. He's got Hecton Bale on his outside, who now calls uh, Western Australia home. And then in the final heat of the Perth Cup, Hayston slowly headlines at $1.85, of course. Uh, formerly in the care of Angela Langton, now over there in Perth with Chris Holtz. And uh, no doubt he's, he's got an awkward draw, but he's got a, a stack of class. And no doubt he'll be able to use all of that on Saturday night. So there's six heats of the Perth Cup. It's not the only feature race heat on the card. There's also three heats of the Galaxy for the stays. And look, just the three heats, but they are pretty strong. And obviously headlined by the number one name in Australian Greyhound Racing. That is Tornado Tears. He's drawn box seven, which isn't great for him in heat one, but he's $1.10 to take out that first heat. He just needs clear room to get going. And we look at to the form guide. It does say he's first up at the track, but he did have a trial last Saturday night at Cannington before race number one, where he trialled over the 600 metres and broke the track record. So I don't think any of us are surprised by him doing that, uh, but certainly continues to be in awe of what he can do. He will be... Um, the one to beat in the heat, that's for sure. Second heat of the Galaxy moment to drive, who is the premier stayer in Western Australia. She's at $1.40 in the third and final heat. We've got Reedy's runner, who is one I'm not too familiar with, but just having a quick look at uh, the form of that greyhound, $1.60 in the market and has had some really good battles with moments to drive in the past few weeks. He meets for Carly, uh, who jumps in box number seven in the final heat of the Galaxy there. So two really good series that are... Definitely so deep in history, and uh, it's going to be a great night of heats on Saturday night at Cannington. That is for sure a lot to look forward to there. Um, also, uh, Barsha Bale will be retired from stud duties. Yeah, he's been a, a premier sire for some time now, and for the, the period that I've been involved in greyhound racing, he's always been known as a sire to deliver consistency. He delivers a chase, he delivers strength. So he has been a popular option for breeders over the past few years, and his numbers absolutely speak for themselves. In the last 12 months alone, he's had 30,000 starters on an Australian track, 4,500 wins for $13 million in prize money. So his record speaks for himself as a sire. If it's Meticulous Lodge, of course, headed by Paul and Michelle Westerveld uh, down here in southeast Melbourne, they lose one of the best sires uh, for their team, but no doubt they'll be excited for... I guess the second string star at the moment that will become at number one, I speak of Fernando Bale, and he's absolutely dominating the uh, the stud scene at the moment. And I spoke about those numbers that Barcy Bale's put together. For Fernando Bale in the past 12 months, he's had half the amount of starters on the track for just about the equal amount of prize money. So as disappointing as it is, I guess, for, for Barcy Bale to be closing the shop on his stud career, Fernando Bale's absolutely warming up to take his spot, and it's going to be an exciting time uh, for the for particular lodge over the next uh, probably five to ten years. That's for sure. And also launching pad heats up tonight. Um, we're not far away from the heats, are we? No, we're not. They're on April 4th, and they are really starting to warm up. And we've seen some youngsters go around uh, in recent weeks who are angled towards the launching pad series next month. And I guess we saw a few last Thursday night, one being Curentia, who 
you haven't seen the run last Thursday, it was about race 10. He jumped from box number six. He was a certainty beaten. And uh, hearing a few things yesterday, he broke the track record over the short at Angle Park early on in his career. So he's got a stack of ability and he will be angling towards the launching pad. And then we saw uh, a special youngster uh, trained by Paula Bella race here on Sunday. She went about 29.30 and she will as well uh, be going towards the launching pad. And we've been speaking for some time now. This is a series, of course, set up for young greyhounds uh, who have won uh, races, one to six wins, and, and had no more than 30 starts. And a lot of people have said that Anthony as a party has got one hell of a team angling towards this series. And I mentioned uh, earlier in, in the, uh, the segment that he did trial uh, earlier with some hot trials, but was uh, courtesy of Anthony as a party and Pia Giorgiani. They sent around Dolly Mack, who's obviously a Getting on in age now, but she hasn't had a lot of racing and she has had a long injury spell. She's coming back, set the storm also trial. And if you're keen to see how they went, I'm just about to start to put together a piece on our website at sandandgreyhounds.com.au. I'll have all the runners that went around for the other party and the Gojiani team who uh, will be going towards the launching pad. And they went well, let me tell you. Okay, and uh, we've got Sandown tomorrow night. What's some of the highlights? Yeah, another pretty good card. And I guess, again, speaking of the launching pad, there's a few who be angling towards that series as well. Uh, apart from those, Crimson Vixen, we see, was outstanding at the Meadows last Friday night. She's a, a, such a speedy type. She won the Ballarat Oaks, and good to see her in at Sandown tomorrow night. She jumps in box number one in race number three. Then a staying event, race number four, and although there's only five runners to go around, it is a pretty good field with these. zipping Gallon out of box one, Dinah Chancer steps back up in distance to a trip that he's probably best suited to, where he has done some of his best work. Uh, exciting to see him step up there. Ebby Ripper, who was a good winner at the Meadows last Friday night. And who would have thought for her, be 104 starts into her career, and she's arguably racing as well as what she ever has, uh, as well in that field, never duplicated, and also Boom Down, who ran second to Ebby Ripper and certainly does look to be a stayer that we're going to see a lot more of going forward. Outside of those, a uh, strong quaddy as well, race five, we see Donna Harper and Aston Vanquish, who was also very impressive last Thursday night. Another going towards the launching pad, and then the free-for-all race number eight, and look, another good field. We see Deliver, who ran third in the Australian Cup behind Dinah Paddy. He's back at Sandown, drawn awkwardly in box number six, but uh, no doubt he's got the ability to overcome that. And before I move on from tomorrow night's card, race seven, we see You Know Fabio back at Sandown Park for the first time since May last year. Now, this is a greyhound who's got so, so much ability. He ran third, I think it was, in the Richmond Derby last Friday night, and he was something beaten. He was held up on the home turn. He was really charging to the line. So he stepped up in distance from that uh, sprint trip of 500 metres up to the 595 tomorrow night. So he will be hard to beat from box one in race seven. But, of course, uh, I'll be on air tomorrow with you, Nard, to, uh, to preview the meeting tomorrow morning. Look forward to that. Um, thanks, Jase. Thanks, Nard.